You guys, what a show. What a great show. Very optimistic. Very upbeat. We're going to get you there, too. We got uh, a very funny dude joining us later on the show, Reno Collier. Reno Collier from the Blue Collar Comedy Tour, from our new Fox Nation special, from the Freedom to Laugh Tour. He's got some wonderful insights and, and some comedic stories in, in, in store for us. I got Gimlet on the other end of the line, the one and only Liberty Gypsy, who I think this has got to be a new world record for your gypsy lifestyle. You've been in one place during the whole quarantine. You're not bebopping all, ar- all the way around. I am so done with this. Uh, but can't you see? Can't you see? The sun shining. Can't you see the okay. light at the end of the tunnel? Can't you see there's a spirit of optimism coming across the land? Yeah, I can because the speakeasies have already started. <laughs> okay. There Here's... are certain locations you can go get a little takeout and have a beverage. There's a bunch of those, which I think is I which I think is awesome. Where you just just order up some booze, order up some like legit cocktails, and they'll bring them to your car, and then you just. Head no, home. no, I mean sit there and drink them. <laughs> really? Really? Because people are dying. Like, people are just dying to see their friends. Here's And I, I, I honestly believe, so you have now this researcher in Germany who's saying your chances of getting this out shopping are essentially nil. You have this other group of research coming out saying that 94% of all transmissions occur within the nuclear family. Yeah. So what are we doing here? You got, I saw today, your, your wonderful mayor of, of your hometown, Garcetti, is literally filling a skate park with sand so that it cannot be used. That is, now, th- this, is my, this is my take on that. I think it's horrible. I think it's just horrible that, that he's doing it, but I'm glad he is because that's what he wants to do. That's what all these little, <laughs> right? That's what all these little tyrants want to do. All these people, and I forget, somebody f- super famous said this once a long, long time ago. Like, these people who are always talking about, oh, the peaceful coexistence, and oh, can't we all just get along? Those are usually the tyrants. And that's how that's how tyranny comes to power. It's under like, hey, we can all do this. We can all get along. And then they're closing down hunks of lows so you can't paint your house. You can't buy seeds. They're putting sand in skate parks. They're asking neighbors to rat out neighbors. They're going to give, uh, you know, financial benefits and like, hey, here's a couple hundred bucks. You you ratted somebody out. It's horrible. It's disgusting. Oh, it's and I'm And I'm glad it's happening because now people can see. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just sitting there going, okay, skateboarding. When are you ever within six feet of another person when you're doing that? Yeah, when you're I waiting to drop I mean, if you want to talk, things, talk about things that would naturally be socially distanced, how about water sports? <laughs> like, if you're in a boat, you're in a boat with you and people close to you. You're naturally socially distanced, and they're, like, closing down lakes and all this other – and I'm going, I just don't understand this at all. And it's and it's like the – it's the willy-nilly of it, that, that horrible woman in, in Michigan that – She was – Whitmer. She, she is such a liar. She's sitting there on Jake Tapper's SOTU, whatever, State of the Union show this morning, and she's like – well, I may have some of the most conservative policies, but they're being very effective. I'm like, lady, Georgia has now been said to reach its peak 11 days ago, which was within a week of y'all forcing my governor, trying to shame him into a statewide order. You didn't put any of these loony rules into place until last week. Yeah. The period for which someone is asymptomatic is 14 days. What you did last week has had zero effect. She is for you guys listening. She's the one who's like uh, is like closing down sections of stores. Like, oh yeah, you can't buy seeds. And she's the one who's like, Baby well, you, seeds. yeah, you can't go out. You can't go out on your jet ski, but you can go out on a canoe. You can't go to your little cabin in the Upper Peninsula. But it, it's just it's horrible. And get it, away from the COVID, maybe. Yes, yes, it's just. It's it's horrible, but I'm glad it's happening. I'm glad it's happening. All of of these restrictions are okay now because it snowed today. Because people in Michigan don't drive in the snow. Yeah. 
it I is mean, uh, I'm sitting here and watching her and going, please let her be Joe Biden's vice president. Please let her be Joe Biden's vice president because Michigan will be so red. It would be glorious. It would be glorious. And there's some people like and it's weird. And maybe this is just me, you know, as a as a guy who works a lot in television. But if she is auditioning for the part of vice president, she ruined it because you get the perception like she's digging it. You get the perception like she's not she's not doing this out of safety. She's doing it because she's enjoying it. You, well, you, there's just like a little weird like gleam in her eye. That you know when when she talks about social distancing, I'm like, no, honey, you you appear to like this. Like Cuomo, I'll Make give Cuomo credit. I will give Cuomo a lot of credit. He you perceive him as he's not into this. He doesn't want to be doing this. He's gonna wow. put his he's gonna put his head down and he's gonna try to get through it uh, in typical New York braggadocio fashion. But like, there's a lot of like nuts and bolts there. But like Whitmer and 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 Garcetti, that you just De get Blasio. He's all oh yeah, battle now. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. De Blasio and, and and like no one. It's too funny. They're they're putting sand in skate parks, but nobody's talking about how the subways are still open. Like you can still well, and ride in the tube of germs all day every day. Supposedly research coming out of China, so you have to take it with a grain of salt, right? Tons of cases come from mass transportation. Yeah. Yeah. Duh. It it doesn't uh, it doesn't take a, a genius to to figure that out. I got to share some good news here about, uh, and I, and I I looked this up and I wanted to make sure it was real. So the, earlier there was a study that said sunlight really didn't do much. Sunlight didn't mm-hmm. do much, but then a new study just came out and says sunlight destroys the f out of this thing. Good. Yes. Yes. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is my official call for more nude beaches. We need more nudity and on on beaches for public safety. Now, I'm going to ask. I'm not. I'm not sure that that translates. Come on, it's Come like on. You, it's going to go from your hands to your nose or mouth or eyes. That's how you get infected. Shut up! Don't ruin it. I want people to no, take you off. Don't their- because. All- all the wrong people go to those things. No, in my mind, they're <laughs> they're populated exclusively by hot Instagram models and surfer girls. You're crazy. Go, go look at nudist Twitter. <laughs> they're all the wrong people. In my uh, um, a million years ago, and then I, I did this in uh, I do this on stage. I haven't done it in a million years, but I talk about uh, going to a nude beach. Uh, a, a million years ago and you're like I can't do this I can't do this you know I can't and then you look and then once you see who's already out there just these really really not the most attractive people on the planet then you're like oh I can totally do this I'm a hot piece of ass <laughs> I look great it's so good you guys nudist nude beaches are so good for your self esteem if you feel bad about yourself Go look, see who's already out there, and then you're like, okay, the supermodel has arrived, and it's me. <laughs> and it'll save your life. The sunlight will di- will disinfect you, and uh, it's 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 good. It's wonderful. So that's that's my big push. Isn't that good news? Well, I, I won't be going. So, sure. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna ask you this hypothetically. So it's it's you and your husband. And that's uh-huh. it. Everyone else is a complete and total stranger. No one will ever know that you did it. Would you Would you still not go? Probably not. Probably not. Aha. Yeah, no, I can't, I can't see a situation in which that would occur. But well, here's one right now. You're a big scuba diver, right? Yeah. You go, you, you've gone to, uh, what, Costa Rica? You've been in... Um, Grand, where's your, uh, Cayman Islands, Dominican where's Republic. Your, where's your favorite place to scuba dive? Uh, off of Little Cayman. Okay, you, and you, you're telling me now, you're telling me now you've never done that naked? No, you would freeze. <laughs> 
But I thought that wouldn't the water be warm? Have you ever no, snorkeled? No, once you're below ever... like 20 feet, there's a thermocline. It's cold. Wouldn't, but now, wouldn't you want to like like do it in the shower? I think that would be great. I think it'd be great to to no, to, it would to snorkel terrible. to snorkel. Well, I wouldn't go that deep. Once the water gets too cold, I, I'm out. But man, I've seen some. That that just seems like here's the deal. Like uh, jumping out of a plane naked seems like that would be the absolute best. Uh, no, it would come in second. It would come in second to to scuba diving uh, in in yeah, the box. No, I, I I actually don't think that would sound fun at all because you have this huge vest that would start chafing and no, <laughs> no, it doesn't. Like... It it actually sounds kind of bad. <laughs> The more I think about it, okay, it's not it's not sexy anymore. And which I I never want to forget. Like, and I can't look at him the same way. But we were talking about Cuomo, and he did his press conference. Oh, the stop! Other day. I don't. We have to. We have to. And he didn't have a jacket on. He had he had like a like a golf shirt, Same like golf a polo shirt. style shirt. Mm-hmm. And you could just I, I I didn't even see it. But then Twitter was blowing up afterwards, where people like I can't unsee that. I can't. <laughs> unsee that and i guess uh governor cuomo up here in new york has uh both of his nipples pierced and then once once you see it once you see it you can't unsee it like that's one of those things that's like that's why that's a phrase and then once you can't unsee it it's all you can think about it's all you can think about like now and it's like a gift because whenever he does his press conferences, you know, you're watching and you're trying to learn and seeing what the spin is. But now I'm just like, hey, Nipples Cuomo is talking. I wonder how his nipples are doing. It kills me. There's just some things I don't need to know. And that was probably one of them. Oh, and that, yeah, because that speaks volumes. That speaks volumes. Once, when you have when you have your nipples pierced, there is a reason for that, and then you're just you're just going down a trail to uh, to Funky Town. <laughs> yeah, see, and you look at him, and you're like, really? Right, right. I mean, if it was the dumb brother, I mean, at least he's not painful to look at. Wow, let's talk about that. I had no plans. I had no plans to talk about that, but it's, uh, but uh, his brother. On was doing that podcast, and oh, he's yeah. like, and he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. This is not rewarding. This is not good. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. This guy was at the bottom of my driveway, and he wanted to fight, and I can't fight him because I'm on CNN. But like, I'm just part of the the problem. I'm not part of the solution. And I'm like, wow, that's the healthiest thing I've ever heard that dude say. That is oh. the healthiest thing I've ever heard him say. It was kind of. I kind of get it because every once in a while, like on some immigration stuff and some other, he would come out and say stuff that actually made sense. Right. Like every once in a while, he'd do it by accident or it was just something he just couldn't carry the spin with anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. He was one of the few commentators and I still think he's dumb as a box of rocks. So please don't, I don't think he's exceptionally bright. Let's put it that way. Um, yes. But I don't think his brother's exceptionally bright either, but that's a different story. Um, he was talk- He was actually talking about the tragedies of human trafficking and drug trafficking that our poorest border propagate. And, I mean, nobody else on the left was talking about that. It was just Trump's the racist, Trump's the racist. And he's like, no, there's actual problems here that – cost lives and i'm like oh my god you're gonna get fired <laughs> Do you know what exactly I mean? there mm-hmm. you just hit it on the head and just like uh just like nipple rings are an insight to another part of of a person when you have a news guy a, a supposed news guy he's an opinion guy wrapped up to pretend to be news when you have him complaining about like i don't enjoy this anymore da, 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 that's a guy who's tired of carrying water that's a guy who does get in trouble when he starts to take the wrong view that's when you get tired of your work that's when you get tired it's i don't think you get you don't get tired of the challenge uh you don't get tired of like trying to get to the actual facts and the bottom of a story. You don't get tired of that. 
It's endlessly interesting. You get tired of carrying water. You get tired of being the mouthpiece of, hey, man, uh, don't say that. we got to find a way to, to make the Trump look bad. That's when you get tired. That, well, that's to, to me, me told me everything. To me, it just reinforced everything that James O'Keefe heard from the rest of the CNN staff. Like, yeah, we don't do news anymore. This is like anti-Trump 24 hours a day all the time from the top down. Yeah, yeah. And that's no. and that's the other thing that I find good in all of this. I find <laughs> good in all of this. Did you see Tater? I just no. finally curled up in my bed and cried about this whole coronavirus thing. I didn't realize I'd been holding it in. I'm like, oh my god. That guy is such he is a parody. He's a parody. I he would is. I would hire an impersonator of him. Mm-hmm. And 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 put them in a super broad Mel Brooks style comedy, yeah. and and just be Tater, just be Tater, and it's I couldn't really. Is that what you want for your newsman? Is that what you want for your newsman? I finally just curled up and started crying. I couldn't take it. I didn't realize I was holding it in. <laughs> you were, well, they you got were all just, mad uh, on his show that people were like, "You what?" Right. And because it seems so calculated, it seems so calculated. I'm going to do a very brave thing. I'm and I'm going to admit that I, I, you know, and and it makes me think it didn't even happen that he curled up and cried. Who's. Oh, no, I totally think it happened. (laughs) Uh, Well, And then he's got this little guy running around after him all the time. Oliver Darcy. I call him Tater Tot. Oh, yeah. Carrie, like, tater Tot carries Tater's water, and I'm just, like, sitting there going, this is just insane. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I call Maggie Haberman the bat signal. She published the first story. She said sources in the White House said that Mark Meadows cried. And Trump said something about it at the press conference yesterday. Like, yeah, there's Maggie publishing bullshit again, right? <laughs> <laughs> and she tweets out, here's the story that Trump just confirmed. I'm like, no, he referenced it and said bullshit. <laughs> okay. There's so much show. There's so much show. Hang in there, you guys. Uh, and uh, I'm just going to tease with this. We're going to, we got a great uh, interview. We got Reno Collier, who's going to be joining us. And the Fox Nation special. Uh, I believe the final title of that was was like Fox Nation Comedy Night Live or Friday Night Live Comedy, whatever. You guys, it was gangbusters. The ratings were, from, from everything I can see, were huge, were huge. And it's just fantastic. We'll talk about that. We're going to talk about Trump. We're going to talk about uh, some ways to get through this thing. There's so much more show coming up. Hang in there for Reno. We'll see you on the other side. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. Not to be a backseat driver, but can you say for sure you got the best monthly payment possible on your auto loan? Could it be that you might have gotten a better deal by shopping the loan at a few places and have a lower car payment? Next time before you go car shopping, visit Communication Federal Credit Union first. Our auto loan experts will find you a perfect loan and get you the lowest monthly payment we can. Communication Federal, your auto loan experts. Restrictions apply. Federally insured by NCUA. promised our guest the, uh, the the man you know as Reno Collier you probably you probably last saw him on our little uh, Fox Nation special he's a he's a breath of sunshine 
He's a he's a breath of fresh air. Oh, yes, yes. He's, keep going. He's fun to drive around the nation with. He has several stories that he will very, tell you again and again and again. And yeah. It's always very like good the driver. first time. It's always like the first time. You're an awesome driver. How you doing, Reno? I'm good, buddy. I'm good, man. Hanging in there, just quarantined up. Quarantined up. You still in the same place? You still you just still just outside of Nashville? Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh I'm starting to lose it, dude. I you know, as a comedian, you wouldn't understand this, but like as a comedian, it's difficult for us, you know, to have our brains just spout all over the place and bang, bang, boom, and you're on the road and you're going and you're doing shows and you're and then it just stops. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just I'm 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 seriously like I'm I'm coming up. That was a that was a stupid joke. I tried to act like you weren't a comedian and you tried. No, I got it. I got it. You know I, let I, mean? it go. you, I let it go. You got it. I, I, I let you finish. I, I expected more out of you. I expected like <laughs> some sort of laughter. Like I my brain is like all right, here's here's what I've come up with. Like people are like, are you being more creative? And it's like, you know, penned into the same walls. Here's what I've decided. Uh, I'm going to run against my wife for her seat as the vice president of our homeowners association. Really? Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm going to start ads. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm taking her down. She's Is gotten she too big for her britches. Yeah, dude. She's making rules about the pool. I told her not to sign up for anything because I don't like people and I don't like my neighborhood. And some of them are, if you're listening, I love you, but if it's you're not, good to say that publicly. Yeah. Yeah. And, (laughs) and I've always thought it was really funny, you know, like she was in charge of the social stuff for a while and she wasn't even supposed to do that. Like we went to the meeting to try to put something in the attic and have a structural thing done. And I'm like, don't join anything. We're just going to get in, get our stuff done and we're out. She's like, I won't honey. I promise. You know, my wife, Sandy. Yes. I won't honey. I love you. I won't just go to Kroger's and get coleslaw and come back and pick me up out front, and this will be over. I come back. She gets in my truck. She's like, well, that's it. I'm in charge of the socials. So now we're making hamburgers and stuff, and we got to hang out with everyone in the neighborhood. Then they con her into being vice president. And so now anytime somebody has a problem, they come. So my thought process is I'm going to take over the seat. I'm going to do a terrible job, so I'm kicked out. We're no longer a part of this whole organization. After I get some stuff done to the pool, and then I will take a seat. I will step away from my place of office. That's what I've come up with. You're going to be the Jimmy Carter of the Homeowners Association. Yeah, you're going to, pretty you're much. You're going to come in and ruin it so the next guy looks great. Actually, I'm going to take the Jimmy Carter approach where a lot of these people are taken hostage. <laughs> and I'm going, to, I'm going to leave them until somebody take, comes to take my place and then they get them out. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Well, she's got she's got to have it easy now, right? There there can't be a lot of socials going on in this time of of pandemic and the time of quarantine. There there aren't. Here's the problem: she's too good at it. Like like it used to be, somebody would come up with some stupid macaroni hot dog casserole or something. She does a low country boil, and then it's like after you do it well, you're stuck with it. Then they're never gonna let you out. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold hold the phone. Hold the phone. What's a low country boil? It's like uh, it's it got... sounds like a skin disease. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's this thing on my ass, and I. It's a. Uh, it's, it's when you get it's... a pimple on your balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you live in the south. <laughs> hey man, check out. Lift this thing up and look at my low country boil. Don't squeeze it; it stings. <laughs> I, I was gonna let it go. <laughs> what is a low country boil? I'm sure I made so, people mad. No, no, no. So it's got like crawfish and shrimp, and you can put any kind of seafood in. It's got corn and potatoes, and all these different okay. seasonings. And you you boil it all together, and then you pour it out, um, all of the food out on uh, like newspaper yeah. on a big table yeah. and it's got all kinds of you can do a cajun low country doesn't have cajun it's more like an old bay type of you know that seasoning it's it's delicious. dude it's the best it's the best and the whole meal is just wham right there on okay. the table and you go through and pick out your corn on the cob and so but i'm she, saying she made the yes, big mistake of impressing people yeah because she does everything well she does it well and I'm of the I'm of the thought process of if you suck at it, nobody asks you to do it again, so mess it up on purpose. 
You know what Amen. I mean? Amen. Like if, if, if someone says do the dishes and you throw a plate out the window, they don't ask you to do it again. They're golden. That's Same right. You got to. It's that's 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 married dude 101. The first yep. time you're asked to do a chore uh, for your better half, you got to ruin it, fellas. But you got to totally. make it look good. You got to make it look good. You got to make it look like you really tried. But like somehow, I don't know. Wait, wait. You put this. You don't put the soap in the glass before you put it in the dishwasher. <laughs> no, seriously. It said. And then they're like, all right, get out of here. You're inept. You just you're an idiot. Do this. So I pour the I pour the I pour the soap in my mouth, then pour boiling water in there, swish it around, and spit it on the place. That's so it. Hold up. up, hold up. I t- I put that Tide Pod in my butthole, <laughs> then yeah. I poop in the laundry. You're telling me that's uh, not the way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fun, man. If you t- eat a po- Tide Pod and poop, it comes out like Skittles. It's all different colors, and you can ride the fruit wave. It's amazing, man. Taste <laughs> the flavor. <laughs> oh, yeah, get you man. some of this. So I know yeah. you've been. I know you've been staying busy. I know you have. You you you've been uh, a, a guest on the the Bob and Tom program. Are they still calling it the Bob and Tom program? It is. is. It just, is it just Tom? Well, Bob is uh, kind of in and out, but it's made. It's Tom and Chick and Christy Lee and Josh Arnold and uh, Pat Godwin, and it, it's fun, man. I do it every week, and it's. It keeps me from going nuts. It gives me an outlet to kind of, yeah, you know, yeah. release. Well, that's what, uh, tell, make sure you send them, send them my best. I, I really, I really like those guys. That was, that's they love you, dude. When you're in indie to do that show, and and it's fun. I'll, I'll use this to to segue a little bit into our 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 Fox Nation thing. But like that's how I, I felt about that at first. I was like, man, the idea of doing comedy, you know, in your living room. With no audience, but then I'm like, some of this. I, I pretty much thought like, okay, if we say yes, if we do this, I kind of know what I'm gonna do, and it's stuff that I've done on stage for a million years, and I I know where the laughs are, and I, I know what I'm doing. So really, then then I'm like, I, now I want to do it. Now I want to do it, and I, I looked forward to okay, I'm gonna tape this, I'm gonna tape that. It's it's that kind of stuff that's that's like getting me through. Like I'm, I'm not crying over here. I'm, I'm very fortunate. I'm, I, I, yeah. I finished. I finished a screenplay. I finished a script for the Netflix show. We had this project. I, I feel bad for the people who don't have a creative release. Like you've got, you've got Bob and Tom. You've got podcasts like this. Well, I'm also knee deep in a campaign. But yeah, it's uh... a. <laughs> oh, in your homeowners campaign. For the homeowners association. You know that You're takes up a signs. lot of my time. No, dude, it does. Like if we can't. If we can't get it stuff out of us, you know, I remember somebody said one time, they're like, comedians will work 80 hours a week to avoid working 40. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like our brain's going constantly like, ping, 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 you know, and you're, you're coming up with things and things pop in your head. And like, I don't even know if this is funny because I haven't been able to tell it to anybody yet. But like, I was thinking the other day, you know how they always say Abraham Lincoln, honest Abe? Yeah. Well, was that like a, a joke? Like, you know, how people go like eh, Einstein and they're stupid, <laughs> you know, like we don't know. He was a lawyer. He might have been like, you know, hey, I'm honest, Dave. Have you picked up scurvy at work? <laughs> Did you lose your nose to syphilis? Is your Mary really a Todd? Give me a call. I do divorces. You know, <laughs> that's hilarious. Is it that's good? Because I don't know. Yes. I don't have yes. anybody to talk to. Yes. Dude, started as a lawyer. He could, he that just could be great spin. That that was his catchphrase. Hi, I'm Honest Abe. Have you been injured? Have you been yeah. injured in a carriage accident? Yeah. Do you have transvaginal mesh? <laughs> <laughs> you knew I was going to get that in there. You know, doctors. Have, they've been telling us that picking corn is good for us for centuries. Now we find yeah. out it's the carpal tunnel. Call Honest Abe. You can't dash, give me dot, a dot, call. Dot, dash 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 dot. Dot dash dash dash. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> click 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 click. That's See, my favorite part is is your Mary really a Todd? That's hilarious too. You know what I mean? It's a little play I, on. I could tell. Oh, we. I know exactly what it is, but I could tell you were rolling. I didn't want to interrupt. I didn't want to interrupt. Have you done I that on you. on Bob and Tom yet? 
I did. I did. Try, uh, to, try, I, to, drink the, try to drink the lemonade a little closer to the microphone if you could. That's coffee, dude. I like to get real jacked up so I have <laughs> – so I can bounce off these same walls, you know? Here's and then at 3, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm like – Okay. Here's – Here's the problem, though, and like you run that, you ran that, you ran that bit uh, by us. It's hilarious. But here's the problem. Here's the thing that I always worry about: that like I've gone too weird, I've gone too <laughs> dark. And what's fun? Because like, right, you know, you you see a lot of comedy. You're a super funny dude, and you you kind of think, okay, well, this bit is kind of pedestrian. I've kind of seen this before. So you go a little darker and a little weirder, and it makes you laugh. And then I'm afraid <laughs> that if you open up the floodgates, people are just going to be shocked. People will just be shocked. <laughs> yeah. There was – and this, I, this, this, this happens, man. Like when I was writing on the George Lopez show, so you have a room full of writers, and, and we've all seen a ton of jokes and heard a ton of jokes and all that stuff. So our sensibility is a lot weirder. We know it's not going to go on the show, but it gets dark, <laughs> dude. It gets twisted. And you, you laugh so hard, you're crying. You're crying, you're laughing so hard. And yeah. I, I came home one day, and I'm telling my wife, I'm like, the funniest thing happened. The funniest. And I don't even remember what the bit is, but it was, it was, it was dank. It was dark. And she goes, what happened? What happened? She's all smiles. And I'm like, oh, well, I said this. And then John said that. And then, man, Robert went. Blah, 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 blah. And she yeah. looked at me with shock on her face. Yeah. She's like, what are you doing over there? <laughs> so I'm, I'm terrified that we're going to come out of this quarantine. And, like, I've got, I've got a whole riff on, <laughs> on, on, on getting me too'd by my own hands. And one hand, <laughs> one hand is Joe Biden and the other one's Harvey Weinstein and they're just all over me. And and, and I just I think that's probably going to be too much for the run of the mill audience. <laughs> well, you're not going to catch Joe Biden surprise because he'll sniff anything out. What? Pow! Yeah, what I, I was I was telling my, this, is, you know, talking about getting dark. I was talking to, to my wife about the Abraham Lincoln jokes. And, and I was like, I go, I bet, I bet Abraham Lincoln, I bet that was the first ever knock knock joke, you know, where it's like knock knock, who's there? John. John who? Bam! <laughs> wow. <laughs> Man, like John Wilkes Booth, you know, he knocked on the door at the thing, and he. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he knocked on thought... the door. I think he just, I think he uh, barged right in. Well, no, because the the guard who was supposed to be outside the door didn't show up. He was late. And actually, Abraham Lincoln was late to the play. And when he walked in, the whole play stopped and they sang Hail to the Chief. And yeah, I've been to Ford's Theater where they did it. There's a door. Anyway, I thought hilarious. She's like, I don't know if she's thinking too soon. I'm like, it's not too soon. Is it just not funny, or am I just tweaking out in my head? I got, I, I can, I'm gonna, I gonna, I'm gonna punch it up for you. I'm gonna take a shot. Yeah. Knock, knock. Who's there? John Wilkes. John Wilkes, who? John Wilkes. Boom. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, boom I don't, sounds like booth. I like I, it. <laughs> see, it's a play on word sounds. Let Your wife has it. to be thrilled that you run all these bits by her. Is hey, it, it get too much? Is she holding up well? Oh yeah, yeah tell, her. Like, tell her. Hey, we'll get a right. live. So remember, I did the the Abraham Lincoln thing. All right, how about this? Knock knock. Who's there? John Wilkes. John Wilkes. Who? John Wilkes. Boom. Okay. Oh, now it's funny. <laughs> Screw you, Loftus. <laughs> so, we got the. We got the. Oh, that was okay. That was okay. Yeah. That was that was polite. That was polite. At least she she was giggling during yours. She looked at me like I shot him. <laughs> Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how did you like the play? Uh, <laughs> there's a great book. There's a great book. I believe it's called Manhunt about that whole thing. Uh, if you, if you're looking for something good to read uh, while you're on lockdown, check it out. It is uh, it is the true story. It's nonfiction, uh, and it's based on the events leading up to the assassination of Lincoln and how they tried how they tracked down John Wilkes Booth and the entire conspiracy. Dude, that was, and I don't know why they don't teach it like this. 
you probably know this because you're you're out there telling Abe Lincoln jokes. <laughs> no, I don't know why they teach it like this. As a kid, you always found okay. So someone this this one guy, uh, John Wilkes Booth, who was an actor, was upset that the that the the North won the war. So one night when when Lincoln went to the theater, uh, he shows up and just you know puts a bullet in his head. Jumps down the stage, breaks his leg, gets away, yada, yada, yada. What they don't talk about is, like, there was a huge conspiracy. Uh, they, they were supposed to kill the vice president that night. Uh, the the secretary of – I think it's either the secretary of state or the secretary of war who was convalescing from some other wound. He was attacked in his bed. There was they were, that was li- They were literally trying to overthrow the government. They were trying yeah. to kill – the president, the vice president, the secretary of state, it was really super spooky. Yeah, it's uh, it's really cool. If you ever get a chance to go to Ford's Theater, they have like downstairs, There's a, it's not a museum, but they have like the door that was there. And then you can go across the street to the place that they took Lincoln and had him on the table and people were rushing in and out. And it's yeah. historically, it's really cool, you know, to see all that stuff. But yeah, nobody ever talks because man our our history i was a history major in college i had a 2.0 so don't ask me anything but i always forget that yeah it was um everything was so simplified for us you know yeah like like you learned a little bit about george it's like abraham lincoln oh honest abe he never told a lie shut up you know right it does and and a lot of the stuff wasn't even true like george washington and a lot of that it was so you know, it's like it's the same thing with like Babe Ruth. Like Babe Ruth was an American icon. He was an animal. Yeah. Like, he was drunk for the games, but the press never said anything about it because they loved him. JFK got away with numerous affairs. Yeah. Clinton, okay. Clinton couldn't pull anything. You know what I mean? Like it was just a different time and, and, and stories were told differently. Yeah. Yeah. Now, let me know if this is a good idea, because I would love to see this and they'd never let us do it. OK, so. When, when we get back to having ball games and all this stuff, here's what I want to do. I want to have, like, my favorite part of All-Star Weekend or whatever is, is the Home Run Derby. It's the Home yeah. Run Derby. Okay, so I want to do that. And then the next day, you do the Babe Ruth Home Run Derby, where everyone is <laughs> drinking a boatload of beers. And you, have to, you have to televise that. They have to yeah. be... And eating hot dogs. Like, you cannot participate until you finished a six-pack and six hot dogs. Yeah. Then, then yeah. you step up to the plate and let's see how good you do. Let's yeah. see how good you do. Because then I think that that puts Babe Ruth on a whole other pedestal. He did all that when he was hammered. Dude, he had he had the funniest, you know, lines. Like, he's the one, that, and it's there's a book of all these old quotes and things and they were like some reporter had been on a train with him for i don't know how long and he's like all i see you do is eat ribs and smoke cigars and drink like do you ever think about a vegetable like maybe some asparagus and he was like hell no that shit makes my piss stink right (laughs) now back then they could never put that in the newspaper (laughs) and everybody just thought like oh my god you know babe ruth what a you know he was he was an icon he came with your bubble gum you know he was an american hero he was yeah. all this but they didn't they the, the media didn't go after people that they held to a standard you know and not no. only that if you did you'd never talk to him again but the well, papers that's... wouldn't put him in and now we just live in a time where it's like gotcha 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 you know and then there's no repercussions that well, bill that... mark that bill mark crenshaw thing there's, yes. there's there's no repercussions for him. I think it's coming, man. I think it's coming because like back in the day, like what you're talking about, that's like the, you know, the, the empires, the newspaper empires. Then you had the Hearst empire and, 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 and that's what Citizen Kane is all about. And still you only have like, I guess, six companies that are responsible for all the news. But now you've got th- that's why they kick people off Twitter. That's why. Uh, they demonetize videos on YouTube. That's why they, they kick people off of Facebook and they're doing all this fact checking stuff because the, the the playing field is getting leveled. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about this really quick. 
before I let you go, because I know you, you do have a Sunday. You've got things to to destroy in your house. So you have to chores. <laughs> we were both talking uh, right in the beginning of the show before we started taping that uh, Dan Crenshaw from Texas, the, the, the eye patch guy, he was on the Bill Maher show last night and I didn't watch. I saw a clip from it and there's no studio audience. There's no studio audience. So it's Bill Maher in his house talking to Crenshaw in his house and Crenshaw just dismantled him. You, yeah. you take away, you take away that audience, that cheering, the the torch carrying mob that just agrees with everything that Bill Maher says, and it was fantastic. I loved it. It was. It was pulling back the curtain on Oz. It was like yes. It was. It was. You, your facts are wrong, and that when no one's cheering because they believe in people. It seems to me that like people idolize somebody like Bill Maher. Or, and they're like, oh, well, if he says it, Bill Maher looks, he knows, every, you know, blah, blah, blah. And every once in a while for attention, I think he throws out something that looks like he's taking the conservative side just to kind of go, oh, see, now I can give you 99 more bullshit answers to things. You know, yeah. it's a it's a weird dynamic. But Crenshaw fundamentally dismantled him. And then when Bill Maher started saying, like, well, if you were in Afghanistan, for God's sakes – you know, like trying to play that card. You were in Fallujah. Yeah, you're in Fallujah, and you would want somebody like that. You know, first of all, I don't remember ever hearing anything of any president that. I mean, do you want Barack Obama in there with you? Just trying right. to talk, trying to talk. Hey, you guys, be nice. Yeah. Let's, hey, hey, let's talk about you guys, this. Let's, you're breaking the rules of combat, you guys. We just we updated those last week. You should have you should have received an email. Uh, but you've skipped a bunch of steps. We're supposed to hug first and then learn yeah. each other's middle names. Yeah, it's, it's see here's crazy. here's what I here's what I think we should do. You remember celebrity boxing that was mm-hmm. on for a while? Freaking, I used to pregame that stuff. I'd grill out and drink and watch it. You know, I mean, Tanya Harding fighting. It was Greg Brady, Danny Bonaduce. It was. I think we should do that in this arena with people who mouth off about politics and throw them in a ring. And let them, you know what? State your argument and then beat the hell out of each other and end <laughs> it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd love to see John McCain just drop Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> or not John McCain, his daughter. I'd like to see John McCain do it too. You I know think, what I mean? I think you, I think Whoopi Goldberg beats Megan McCain. I think I my money's on Whoopi. No, Whoopi's going to fight so. dirty. Whoopi's she smokes. Fight dirty. She'll fight dirty, but she smokes and has smoked for a long time. I got my money on McCain. See, now we're now we're talking. Now we're making money at this. This is capitalism <laughs> right. at its finest. I want to see Crenshaw and Bill Maher go in a cage match. And let it and, and see it's gonna it, last people 30 that, seconds. It's gonna oh, last 30 not seconds. even. Well, first it won't last at all because Bill Maher wouldn't show up. But I, I want to see these people. I want to see Joe Scarborough take on Pete Hegseth. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I want all these people that run their mouths every day and have no repercussions for what they say to have to be beaten down. All right, you guys got it here, man. You got Reno Collier with his brand new show. He's pitching PCM, Political Cage Match. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! Reno's, it's We got to let you go, buddy. I got, a lot, I got a lot more show. We got to have you back. We got to have you back ASAP. It's just well, too I, much good. You got too many good ideas. I If we go, that means I have to go back... <laughs> that's right <laughs> can we do right. some more i mean i nope. I, I, nope. I got some taft jokes i got taft jokes <laughs> i love I you some, michael i got some warren g harding stuff that just crushes hey it I, destroys i will see you in june buddy when our, when hey, brother, our picks back up absolutely and that was that was really fun doing the fox nation show it was it was it was yeah, uh, and it's 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 doing really good. It's really doing really good. Go to, go to your Facebook, Reno. You'll be you'll yeah. be happy about this. Go to Facebook, look up Fox Nation, and look how many views we have, as opposed to uh, everything else. We're doing okay. We're doing okay. Awesome. Happy. Yeah. All right, buddy. I'm gonna let you go. I'll reach out to you soon. Fight the good fight, my brother. I love you, Michael. All right, love you, baby. Hey, I'm Andy. 
If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy! That dude makes me laugh. If you ever get the chance to drive across the country from state to state in a car with Reno Collier and Brian Hayner, take that chance. Take that chance. Reno is a an, a constant source of delight. And and he was one he he was on the uh, the Fox Nation comedy special. So was uh, Brian Hayner. So was uh, Karen Waldrop, uh, the great great singer songwriter uh lives out of nashville and also larry the cable guy was nice enough to uh record a little thing for us so i'm just delighted i'm just delighted that in in one day now the, the, we're, we're, we record this early on sunday so the, the number hopefully will have gone up by then but fox nation if, if you don't get the fox nation uh, streaming service, which you should. The first month is free. That's my little. That's my little plug for Fox Nation. the The special came out on Friday night. Came out at eight. Everybody streamed it, uh, and then they made it available. You know, like Netflix. You know, you can stream it whenever you want. It must have been doing pretty good. It must have been doing pretty good because then they put it up on YouTube. I didn't know this, and then they also put it up on their Facebook page, the Fox Nation Facebook page. So you have a million ways you can go watch this thing. A lot of people are like, oh, I want to see it, but I don't have Fox Nation. Well, here you go. You can go to the Fox Nation Facebook page. You can go to YouTube. The guy <laughs> the guy who helped me put this whole thing together, the, the editor, a guy named Rich, really good dude, really good dude, he sends me a text message uh, the other day, and he's like, dude, we, we've already got like 400,000 Four hundred thousand views on this thing, on uh, on Fox Nation, and you so you were nervous about doing it. I know, I know, and it it really I can't thank you guys enough for for helping spread the word and sharing the videos and doing all that stuff because that that's a big number. That's a big number. So you got a four hundred thousand, four hundred thousand people for a little guy like yours truly. In in a great big world of scary scary television, that's a decent number. There are shows, there are shows on network television right now that would love to have at least four hundred thousand. We got at least like Tater, right? Then you put in, <laughs> then you put in, uh, you factor in the YouTube views, and then you factor in the people who watched it on Fox Nation. Uh, I have to think that that's going to be a big number when I finally get it tomorrow. I hope you're hope you're you're following me on on Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff because I I will post I will brag on this. But it's uh it's great and I'm it I'm just thrilled. Proves that conservatives want to laugh. Mm-hmm. Like we want comedy for ourselves. Yes, yes, and and I'll predict this right now. I will predict it right now. I feel it in my bones. There will be, the floodgates will open. The floodgates will open. But just don't forget your your good buddy Mike and your good friend Gimlet. We've been here. We've been here for the longest time. We're the originals. We've been doing the heavy lifting, damn it. <laughs> right? It's like, it's like trying to open up uh, an, an old door that's been like rusted shut. 
We've been here with our little comedy crowbars and our little fun look at the news crowbars, just prying on the door, prying on the door, and now it's gonna it's gonna get cracked open, and and I I think it will be it will be epic, and it's gonna be it's gonna be wonderful. I'm fiercely uh, optimistic about this. So I want to I want to get into this a little bit. That's enough. That's enough padding on the back and all that good stuff. Well, I, I did. I... Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I got optimistic with this thing out of Stanford. Did you see that? No. What thing out of Stanford? Well, they're saying the infection rates are like 50 times what, what we think they are because they did the um, antibody test on a select portion of the population that mirrored the population of Santa Clara County. They're going to do it in L.A. next. Um or they've done it in L.A., and they're also doing it for all of the Major League Baseball team staffs throughout the country. And what they're finding is a bunch of people had it, and they have antibodies, and they were never sick. So it literally takes the death toll down by an order of magnitude and cuts it in half. It's it's great. It's great. I'm just... uh, uh... I got to write down this little note. You made me think of something uh, very funny that I want to do for a YouTube video. <laughs> uh, but it's just, it's wanna... not enough for herd immunity or anything like that, but it takes down the perception of how severe this is because right now we only know people who have died and tested positive for the virus because they've mm-hmm. been sick to begin with. Yes. Yes. So. And, and it kind of, it kind of reconfirms that uh, that study that was out of Iceland last yeah. week, where they're yeah. like ten percent of our population uh, we tested, and of the people who have it, half of them have no symptoms whatsoever. So hopefully we're a little bit closer to herd immunity. There's there's no there's no funny part to this next one. We're, we're, we're going to get to Nancy Pelosi and and her God. her she'll she'll always find a new level. That chick always finds another gear. Totally uh, new level, but, and to see herself defending herself this morning. Hold on, hold on. Let's wow. let's. Uh, the the unfunny part to all of this is there is no way over, under, or around this thing. Uh, we have to go through the the fastest way to eliminate this this pandemic is is herd immunity. That's that's what that's what I I believe. We have to get. So many people who who have had it and are fine that the virus can't jump and skip around, and then and then it'll be then we'll be over. But all of this, you know, flatten the curve and second waves and third waves. Uh, I, I really think the only way out is through. Uh, and well, and I think too, there's a lot of hope that we can get some good therapeutics. They're not cures, but they shorten or reduce the severity of the illness for those who do get very sick, if we can get a couple of good therapeutics that'll help people through the toughest part of the disease, right? Yes. Um, then we're in even better shape. Yeah. I mean, that'll change the game. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's more and more mounting evidence. This is just, the, the similarities are, should concern you the similarity should concern you you had tom cotton for the longest time going and you've got this podcast saying boy i tell you what there's a there was a a viral lab in in the wuhan province and i bet it came from that lab and everybody's everybody's like oh no no it was bat soup you guys it was bat soup that's where it came from and tom cotton like he held firm in his beliefs, and that's what the, the facts work. The facts are coming out. They're coming out slow because it's uh, it's the CCCP, it's the Chinese Communist Party, uh, and they are asshole. Uh, but the truth is I, coming out. Oh, <laughs> well, don't you that. find it? Don't you, that video cracks me up every time I hear it, and and Rick plays it on our AM podcast during the week, and I laugh and I laugh and I laugh, and I don't even Yay. know why. But because anyway, is asshole. <laughs> but um, nobody seemed to pick up on the fact that shortly after this outbreak happened in Wuhan, the Chinese government put out new 
new regulations regarding safety in biohazard labs. Like, yeah. why would you do that if you didn't know you had a problem? They destroyed Which... all early samples of the virus. The woman who was doing all this research has been nowhere to be found. Oh, she's, I, I guarantee that woman is gone. If she was, if she was alive, they'd know, they'd know where, they'd have pictures and all that, uh, that other stuff. Not the uh, intern, but that, that Dr. Shi Zhen Li or whatever, I think yeah. she's still alive, but they haven't put her out there saying why it can't possibly be from the lab. Well. That would seem like an easy thing to do. Here's, here's more notes of their, the despicable nature. So after this thing came out. And China knew, they knew, and, and they're like one of the big suppliers of masks and all this other stuff. They knew, they ripped through their supply, they ripped through their supply, then they, they still were letting people uh, leave. Like they, they were having, you know, it wasn't like China said, hey, we're going to stop letting fl flights leave China, right? It was other well, countries no, going, you're not allowed people, to come in here. They didn't the let most, people from Wuhan go to the rest of China, but they still let them leave China. Yes. Yes. So they knew. And in the meantime, and this is the one that you can don't forget they did this, uh, uh, America. Don't forget they did this. So simultaneously, they are uh, reaching out to Australia. They're reaching out to uh, the, the United States. They're reaching out to Europe and they're going, hey, if you guys, if you could send us your masks and stuff, that'd be great. Really, you just send us all your stuff. Send us all your stuff. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And and we're, people are good and people helped out. And so that was a big problem with the shortage we were having. They're like, they they knew what was going on in their own country. They knew it was getting out. And they're like, uh, screw you guys. We are asshole. And and that is, that's despicable. That is, that is well, Daffy they, Duck despicable. Then, so they went and purchased all this stuff real estate firms that they owned in Canada and Australia, right? Yeah. Then they tried to take all the stuff they purchased. They were doing exactly what our DOJ is like arresting people for. They were hoarding because then yeah. they turned around and tried to sell the stuff they bought from Italy to Italy. It is a, it is a new low. It is a new, I mean, no, China's done a lot of stuff. It's not a new low, but it's just another highlight of the low. I, I want to make sure we spend enough time on this in terms of new lows. When, uh, when Nancy Pelosi held up the first stimulus bill and then the media covered for her, which is well documented. I've, you know, I've got YouTube videos on it. We've talked about it on the show. When, when that is so completely despicable, the first time, now that small business money is gone. They need more of it because that $2 trillion spending package was horrible, was horrible. It wasn't enough money to the American people. It wasn't enough money to small businesses. Too much money went other places. Too much money went other places. So now they're trying to get another round of spending to try to – and like there's small businesses that are going under, and it's it's heartbreaking. I saw a thing today – there's a there's a, a like a, a small business. There's a family owned uh, brewery in Germany. It's been around since like the year 1600 or something. They're going out of business. There's a great mom and pop, uh, you know, food little restaurant in in Pittsburgh. They've been around for like 60, 70 years. They're going under. So you got to get money to the mom and pop places. People are literally dying, and and they and these businesses are going under. And Nancy Pelosi is holding it up again. She's doing it again. And then to make just the, 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 the cherry on top of all this, the cherry on top is so she holds up the process. Now she's back in San Francisco and she does a, uh, a public appearance on the James Corden show. Like how she's getting through. She's standing in her kitchen in front of two giant stainless steel, state-of-the-art, super expensive refrigerators. James Corden's like, how are you getting through? How do you survive? She opens up the freezer door, and it, it is some of the most expensive mm -hmm. chocolate ice cream that they make. It's like 12 and, bucks a pint. And, and she's gelato. Just, oh, Plenty my. gelato. 
oh my lord. And it is the most out of touch, horrible. She lives in a it's 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 really like you know Marie Antoinette let him eat cake. It is just she is oblivious, oblivious, and has no leg to stand on. And if that doesn't get you fired, I never like to be mean. I never like to be hurtful. I never just like to like I don't I don't like to make fun of people' physical appearances and all that stuff. But with with Pelosi and she has. Shown me everything. She has shown me everything. And this is no BS, you guys. People are dying. People are losing their businesses. There's a lot. And she does not care. People are lining up for food and getting turned away. Oh, the food bank thing is heartbreaking. Is heartbreaking. Yeah, but I mean, like, I'm sitting there. And the other thing that she said that kind of caught me is, what? Oh, well, and we have some other flavors in here, too, because other people like other kinds. Lady, you're 105. You don't have any kids at home. Like, who else is coming to your house? Oh, I'm sure her her people who are like, well, here's the charts and graphs. We find if you say something about this to Trump, it should uh, it make the this demographic will enjoy you a little bit more. And you might get some votes here if you say this about that. It's all it's all the handles, handlers. It's all the statisticians. It's all the think tank people. It is it's it's gross and disgusting. And and people who have been hoodwinked into thinking that, oh, here's this is the party that cares about you more. This is the party that cares about you more. Oh, my. How can you look at that? How can you look at that? Knowing that all she has and like the Republicans, God bless them. And I tell you what, any Republican caught trying to line the pockets of his or her buddies, watch out. That's and that's what I, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. That's what I love about the right. We police ourselves, and we do a pretty good job at it. We do a pretty good job at it, but no one is policing the left. No okay, one is you. policing Nancy Pelosi. No one is p- policing the, these just uncaring ghouls. These uncaring ghouls. And you don't want to be a Republican this cycle with significant financial or other ties to China because we'll find them. <laughs> and then god bless them they're like like mitch mcconnell and and the gang they're like no it's going to be a one-page bill it's going to be a one-page yep. bill one page. we're going to we're going to get the money to the small businesses and to the american people and pelosi and and the rest of the gang over there on the left are like no we can use this as leverage we can get what we want i'm going home that's it just well, boggles your mind when- then when Trump's like, yeah, if the House doesn't agree, I'll adjourn them. And it's totally in Article 2. He could totally do that. I? <laughs> I want him to so badly. It's it's so great. It's so great. It's like the dude who you want in the job, the, the guy you want in the job, especially now. Especially, no, he's not a doctor. No, he doesn't know about infectious diseases. But like in 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 Ronald Reagan fashion, he's got Burks and Fauci, and they're the top of their field and all that other stuff. But you want a guy that understands business in there. When mm-hmm. when the American economy just gets smacked like this, you you really you want to go. Okay, I want to listen to Fer- uh, Burks and Fauci about the medicine, but now you guys need to listen to me about the business part. Here's what these people need. Go, go, go. And and I still can't, and I got to give him a shout out publicly for just that, that press conference where he showed the highlight reel, where he showed the highlight reel of the media putting a spin on it. And that just was my favorite thing and he took so much heat for that and still is if you look up that clip if you look up that clip on youtube you look it up on on google wherever it's all gonna say he shows a campaign style video he he snapped and showed a campaign style video he turned it into a rally but then they totally blew their own narrative because the same yahoos that were sitting in the office started posting pictures of president trump no lie Grinning and pointing back at the screen, like looking right at the way he was having a ball. He didn't snap. He was it, shoving it right in their face. It was great. Oh, it I was, was dying. Here's was the time. Dying. Here's the timeline of events. Here's what they were saying on CNN. Here's the timeline of events. Here's what CBS was saying. Here's what ABC was saying. And then when he had the audio clip of Maggie Haberman, Maggie Haberman from the Haberman, New York yes. Times, it's just. 
doesn't get better than that. It Ever. Just no, get it better. doesn't. He said Dan <laughs> Scavino put it together. Good job, Dan. Good job. And that, and that, their reaction to that, it live in the moment. So he shows this video. I'm sure you guys have seen it. You guys are in the, in the know. You're in the loop. He shows that video of just the complete and utter preposterous lies mm-hmm. that the, the media has been perpetuating. And somebody, somebody, like the video goes off. Trump goes back to the podium, and the first question. Out of out of some reporter's mouth is, hey, who put that together? Who made that? Did the taxpayers pay for that? It's like it's instant like, spin, instant spin instant. for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, oh, that was just Dan in the office looking through some stuff. <laughs> oh, 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 that was just the best. It was just the best. Yes, it was. I'm gonna, um, we'll close it out here with a little homage to 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 Winston Churchill. It's always darkest before the dawn, and I think we're at not the beginning of the end, but the end of the beginning, and blah blah blah. Things are about to turn, guys. Things are about to turn. Uh, we all got <laughs> a little weird on this one. I think we got a little bit longer just to just to play it safe. But they're going to start cracking open the economy, and I think the bounce back is going to be huge. Hopefully, we'll do it in time to save a lot of these uh, small businesses. And uh, don't forget, you can always reach out to us at theloftestparty.com. We still have the help there. If you've got a small business, you know somebody with a small business that needs just a a little bit more revenue coming in. You know, like I, I did this. Uh, last week with this this family-owned dairy up in, I think it's Wisconsin, uh, Case Meister. It's Case, uh, K-A-S-E, Case Meister. That guy's like, wow, we could use a few a few more orders. I went on Facebook. We did a live stream. They got a few more orders. So hopefully I, I got, I, I'll, I love doing that stuff, being the go-between. I love doing that stuff. When my, when my head hits the pillow, I sleep easier just trying to facilitate that. So... You can always reach out at theloftestparty.com and, uh, and, and, and let us know. Uh, thank you guys so much. It was a lot of fun. These shows always are, are a lot of fun. Uh, here's, here's the part where I ask you for the help. Here's the part because it's working. Because it's working. Go to iTunes. Leave a review. Leave some stars. Go to Facebook. Leave a comment. I just learned this. A lot of it has to do with the comments. Instagram. If you leave a comment, it pushes things up in the algorithm, and then you break through. The same thing goes uh, for YouTube. Sharing the videos is fantastic, and leaving a comment is great. It just, uh, we're very, very close to busting through on the algorithm. You guys are a huge part of that. Thank you so much. Uh, Find a nude beach near you. Get naked if you want to (laughs) live. We'll see you next time.